Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. You know what Christy Mathewson wasn't worried about? S-I-E-R-A. When you're thinking about Pedro Siriaco, I mean, the only one that can compete is maybe uh, Hannes Wagner's 1908 season. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. Like, if we just clip together every time we've talked about him on other people's profiles, we've done a Mickey Cochran episode. I can't get past Rabbit Marinville. It's it's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. Welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. Um, I will not be asking Daniel how he's doing on this episode, um, as he has been uh, kicked off after his uh, inexcusable comments. For those unaware, uh, he was on the Phillies broadcast uh, in the last week, an alternate broadcast, and uh, he thought the commercial break was still going, and um, he just, I'll, I'll just say it straight up, he said Derek Jeter is one of the best defensive shortstops of all time, and uh, I couldn't, um, you know, couldn't continue as a, as a podcast with him um, after, uh, after something like that. He apologized on air, Nick Castellanos hit a home run during it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's why he's not beside me. Uh, now, just kidding. Now, uh, <clears throat> he's not beside me because the episode, what we plan to be episode 190, um, didn't work out how we thought it would, um, just a matter of time and place. Um, all it was, was, uh, um, the townhouse we live in, um, of eight, of eight people, um, we all went to Cape Cod, um, at one of our friends, uh, summer houses, and, um, we were all there, so we were all hanging out, and, you know, we did one portion of the episode, which is our players to highlight, and our, our players to highlight, and, our uh, previews of the weekend ahead on our own because we're just going to do that on our own and we figured maybe we'd have um our friend Nico Fasella on um just that that day and the day after that um we were kind of packed with activities to do and I don't know it would have it just wouldn't have fit right in the trip um so we just didn't record the regular portion of the episode where we talk about, you know, latest topics and things like that. So it's just players to highlight today. Um, so I'm going to, so what we're going to do here is make it a half episode. We're going to put our players to highlight out there. Um, and you know, they, this was recorded on Friday. It's coming out a few days later. So, um, some of the references are a little dated, but the how about that players are, I mean, they still had very good seasons overall, and um, the slightly alarmings, I don't think, um, I don't think they made their starts yet, or their, their, their latest starts yet, 
Um, so I think all the stats are kind of the same there. Um, so yeah, that's what it's going to be. Um, our next episode will be a full one, probably coming out on Tuesday. So look out for that. And yeah, we hope you enjoy this one. Yeah, the intro intro is not very serious. Um, for Daniel, for Daniel's sake, I will say he's he's never thought that he's well, at least not in the past decade. He hasn't thought that uh, Derek Jeter has been is one of the greatest defensive shortstops um, of all time. Uh, I should clarify that for Daniel's sake, and also he's uh, he's definitely uh, definitely on the show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, thought I'd spice things up a little bit, but. <clears throat> Yeah, we hope you enjoy our little half episode of Players to Highlight. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it. And that'll take us to our Friday, June 24, 2022 edition of... Uh, Daniel, what do, you ha- what do you have for us today? So, uh, I went reliever diving today, as apparently did you, Chris. Yeah. And I looked at uh, Joe Mantiply... Oh, of the Arizona not the same, Diamondbacks. Not the same one. Not the same guy. Perfect. So Joe Mantiply of the Arizona Diamondbacks. In 26 and two-thirds innings pitch this year, he currently ranks second among relievers in ERA with an 0-3-4. He's only behind uh, Ryan Helsley's at 0-3-3, so it's literally a single point off. He also has the fourth-best FIP at a 1-5-2, and he leads the majors in walks per nine at 0.34. He has the same ERA and walks per nine, one one earned run, one walk, and 26 and two-thirds innings pitch. That's basically almost a full game. <laughs> or it's three full games, rather. It's almost three full games with one walk and one earned run. That's impressive. Uh, since 1871, <laughs> he has the... Uh, he has a... Well, okay, so first of all, I went, into, uh, I went into plus stats for this because this is definitely a plus stats moment. If you don't know what plus stats are, it takes every... Like, Fangraphs has a feature where it takes every single statistic... And it, it matches everyone's uh, metrics with where they rank uh, in accordance to league standards. So, you know, it varies from year to year. But currently, Joe Mantiply has a walk, walk rate per nine plus of 10, which is amazing. <laughs> Since 1871, that ranks third among the 8,311 qualifying reliever seasons. The only ones better are 1872 Harry Wright. And 1884 Charlie Bastian, which, by the way, 1884 Charlie Bastian only threw six innings, so I'm not counting that one. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Congrats, he walked nobody over six innings in 1884. He also has a 26 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Uh, that is a strikeout-to-walk ratio plus of 995. <laughs> only, only Dennis Eckersley's 1989 and 1990 seasons rank above that since 1871, which obviously... Strikeout-to-walk ratio can change in just one walk, because if he walks the next batter, that just bumps it down to 13, which is a pretty steep drop-off. But you know what? It's, it's there now, so I'm going to talk about it now. Between 2021 and 22, his ground ball rate has gone up from 47.1% to 59.2%, and his line drive rate has gone down from 28.9% to 19.7%. He is the 12th highest increase in ground ball rate and the 9th lowest decrease in line drive rate. This is something that I found interesting as well. So his fastball velocity, he only he's only thrown four four seam fastballs, but his fastball velocity is in the twelfth percentile, 
his primary pitch is a sinker, but that has a sing- similar velocity, so it's also yeah. pretty slow by league standards. However, his curveball velocity is like significantly above average. Like you know, on Savant, when it's like there's that like bell curve and there's the line uh, where the league averages. Yeah. The the line is like right at the bottom of the bell curve, <laughs> so on the curveball. So that's uh, that's where his curveball velocity is at. And you know what? His curveball has a 46% whiff rate. That is the second highest on any curveball in the league. And also, despite having less than one strikeout per inning, his strikeouts per nine is just barely below nine. He is 99th percentile chase rate. And that has a lot to do with that curveball. He's putting it in the right place. He's getting the whiffs on it. Uh, it's not his primary pitch, but he's throwing it a lot more this year. And it's been pay- paying dividends. That is Joe Mantiply. Well done. Well done. Uh Joe Mantiply. Um, yeah, and like, uh, yeah, 99th percentile chase rate is good no matter what your strikeout rate is because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's getting guys to swing at the wrong pitches. And he's also not throwing balls. Not throwing balls. Um, so I went reliever diving as well. Um, we talked about before the show that we both went reliever diving and we thought we were going to choose the same guy. I think your guy was a little more um, obscure than yeah. mine. My player to, uh, my, how about that, is Jorge Lopez. Yep. He's been referenced a few times before just because he's had a magnificent increase in velocity. Uh, velocity, but also he's just been doing better in general. The velocity helps with that for sure. Um, so he has allowed three earned runs and 35 innings pitched for a .77 ERA. He also has a 2.36 FIP and a 2.36 expected ERA. Um, and... Uh, if you look at his baseball savant page, it's it you know everything everything pretty much matches up. He's uh, he's really just he's really just brought it this year, and everywhere on baseball savant, uh, he's uh, excelling. Lots of uh, lots of red circles for sure. As I'm pulling up the page now, he has he is in the. 91st percentile average exit velocity, 98th percentile hard hit percentage, 95th percentile expected Bobo, 95th, 95th percentile expected DRA correlates, uh, 96th, 95th percentile expected batting average, 98th percentile expected slugging, 97th, percent, 97th percentile uh, barrel rate, and 97th percentile fastball velocity. Um, his strikeout rate has gone from 20, 20.2% uh, last year to 26.5% this year. His average exit velocity has gone from uh, 89.7 miles per hour, which is kind of above average, down to 86.1 miles per hour, which is uh, well below league average. Um, his hard hit rate has gone from 43.5% to 25.9%. And uh, his 17.6% decrease is the biggest decrease out of 233 qualifiers in the year-to-year changes. Also, his barrel rate has gone from 9.3% to 2.4%. His average launch angle currently is 0.2 degrees as well. And out of 422 pitchers with 50-plus batted balls against them this year, his average launch angle is the seventh lowest. Uh, Also among these pitchers, his 63.5% ground ball rate is the fourth highest. His, also, his line drive rate is 15.3%, which is the 17th lowest among these pitchers, um, these 422 pitchers. 
Uh, and part of uh, part of his success and part of what's made him uh, such an elite ground ball pitcher this year is his increase in sinker usage. Uh, his increase his sinker has been used 15 points. His sinker usage has increased 15.7 percentage points uh, from 2021 to 2022, and along with that, his sinker has increased in average velocity by 2.4 miles per hour, 95.3 miles per hour to 97.7 miles per hour. Out of 233 qualifiers, his increase in fastball velocity is fourth highest. Um, so, yeah, Jorge Lopez, he's really stepped it up this year. He's a reliever for the Orioles. Um, good shot. He's out on the trade market this year. Um, so, you know, watch out for that. If if you're a fan of a competing team that needs some bullpen help, you might be looking for Jorge Lopez as he's having an absolute career year. And it looks um, to a degree sustainable as he has a 2.36 FIP and a 2.36 uh, expected ERA. So Jorge Lopez is getting a... Uh, how, uh, how many years does he have left? Um... That's a good question. Because I remember him, I mean, I don't remember him before, like, last year, because the Orioles were using him as a starter, and he's obviously found his correct role as a reliever, but um, it's a shame the Orioles are in the AL East this year, because they are 32-39 and 39 right now. They have the same record as the Seattle Mariners. If they were in any other division, they'd probably be, I mean, I, could, I guess I could check that, but if they were in any other division, they would probably not be in last right now. They might be the best last place team in the majors right now. Maybe the Rockies are better. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're like they have, yeah. I think thirty two and thirty nine is where like the Mariners are at. That's exactly where they're at. Um, and with Lopez and his control, he's under control through twenty twenty four. Okay. So um, there's so, two two years left. Yeah, two and a half. Well, two yeah, two after this year. Um, so yeah. Jorge Lopez, uh, yeah, very. The, the Orioles are the best last place team. Nice, nice, very intriguing uh, reliever, and uh, yeah, might be more familiar if he gets traded to uh, a high-profile team this year. Uh, now we go from the highs to the lows, where we're talking players or subjects that have been underperforming with our Friday. Our Friday, uh, June 24, 2022 edition of... Slightly Alarming. Uh, Daniel, what is, uh, who is your Slightly Alarming? So we call this segment Slightly Alarming, mostly because the majority of the players we cover are just going through slumps. Yeah. Like it happens. Um, but this, well, this is more of a deeply concerning for me. Uh, as I like to coin the term for, uh, yeah. you know, more than slightly alarming, because this is someone who has been particularly bad, and for the reasons why, it's just very concerning. Lucas Giolito, mm. over his last five starts, has a 9.47 ERA and a 7.15 FIP. Very, very bad. Over that span, he has the worst ERA among the 97 qualified or not qualified starters, but starters with at least 20 innings pitch. That's actually below the qualifier. He has the third worst FIP and the worst home runs per nine at 3.16. If it was 2.16, that'd be really concerning. But 3.16 is something Something is just horrifically wrong right now. And opponents against him are slashing 357, 413, 714, 
for a 1127 OPS. That is MVP level. Yeah. Like, yeah. beyond MVP level, really. I don't think we've seen an 1127 OPS, like, in a in a non-2020 season since probably Barry Bonds. So, uh, what, Yelich put up a, an 1100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's only a five-start span, but still, that's deeply, deeply concerning. Yeah. Uh, each of his four pitches this year have a slugging percentage above 500. And over this span, 65.2% of his batted balls have hit, been hit above 91 miles per hour. 65.2%. That is the second highest rate among the 112 pitchers with at least 50 batted balls over that span. And he is just the fifth pitcher in White Sox history with 25 innings pitch, an 11.25 OPS against, and a whip above 1985 in any five-game span. You know, Lucas Giolito in 2018 when he came up, he had his struggles, but... He figured himself out from 2019 to 20, and then 2021, he took a bit of a step back, but this year, it's been more than just a step back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lucas Giolito. Um, so yeah, uh, this one, we have the same one. We do. I think it just, this one just popped off the charts, really, and yes. it's hard, it, it would be, it would be kind of a shame if, if none of us picked it picked him so uh yeah it's you know we, we had we you know you gotta pick lucas Pilo lido he had a nine four he has a nine four seven era in his last five stars so i'm trying to see if uh i mean overall in the year he's also just gotten worse generally i mean the five it's stars hard to be ba- i mean hard to be better when you have that kind of five games at this yeah. stage of the season it, yeah for sure um so overall in the year his average exit velocity has gone from 87.7 miles per hour to 90.7 miles per hour uh, his barrel rate has gone from 6.7% to 12.5%, and also his expected slugging is in the 13th percentile, his barrel rate is in the 6th percentile, and also his hard hit rate has gone from 34.2% to 47.2%, uh, which is the 5th highest increase out of 233 qualifiers. So yeah, Lucas Giolito once again. Uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, yeah, he just pops off the charts as, the, as, like, the worst performer of the, of How the How similar last... were the angles we took? Pretty similar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that'll do it for players to highlight, uh, for good and bad reasons. So, yeah, that, uh, that'll do it for this installment of Above Replacement Radio. We were happy to join you from lovely Mashpee, Massachusetts. Uh, I know, you know, there's a weird timeline, but I know we definitely recorded the How About That's Slightly Alarming's and preview of the week weekend ahead uh, on the sand uh, overlooking the lake. So that's... That was also the first thing we recorded, so we have no idea how the rest of this episode went. Yeah, yeah. I hope it was good. Yeah. Maybe this this might be the whole episode. Who knows? (laughs) Um... Yeah, so uh, we might not have done an intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I might have. I might have recorded the intro on my phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that should do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one. If you want to follow us on social media, follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Gianta. Follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Curran. And follow the show Instagram at Above Replacement Radio for all the show needs. We hope you enjoyed this one, and we hope to see you. Uh, next time where we will be talking all the happenings in Major League Baseball once again. See you then. This conversation.
This conversation is over. Is over. <laughs>